0: This is episode 61. In this episode of All Hazards, a new Cal OES Deputy Region Administrator making the adjustment coming to a state agency from a federal.
1: It's been tricky, you know, because I come in with the broom and the tissues, you know, and I say, oh, that's right. I'm, I'm response now.
0: She'll talk about the challenges and how she's tackling them. She's also got the experience and the tough love it sometimes takes during response and recovery.
1: Recovery is everybody's responsibility. And I'm very transparent. So I'll hug you and love you up. And while I'm taking your application, we start having that chat about, hey, if you live here, you have a responsibility. You know hurricanes are coming in, you have to have a responsibility to take care of yourself too.
0: But not all survivors are receptive to recommendations as she found out when someone accused her publicly of ignoring them.
1: And he was serious, you know, Nehru's not there for the people. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now, you know?
0: Her dedication to service and genuine concern for survivor's welfare kept her in the game.
1: You can't save everyone, but you can can support them in ways that surprise even yourself.
0: From FEMA to Cal OES, interacting with people in crises, leading from behind and figuring out priorities with Nehru Harper, right now okay with me right now this very second in the Cal OES recording studio is Nehru Harper she is a brand new Cal OES employee as the uh, Deputy Regional Administrator For the coastal region. Nehru, great to have you here. Great
1: to be here. Thanks for having me. Oh,
0: for sure. And welcome to the agency. Thank you. All right. Good to have you. You have a very interesting background. You said you came to California for what reason?
1: I came to California to do voiceovers, as a matter of fact. That was uh, my initial purpose of coming out. You know, I wanted to do voiceovers, catch an animated career or commercial career, and just segue from there. But the universe is kind of funny. And I fell into Uh, emergency management in Boston. Okay, And I came out to California and I wound up working with the VA. So I I was a supervisor for the Veterans Benefits Administration for about six years in Los Angeles. But I kept having this yearning to come back to, you know, you have to have a grown up job. (laughs) So I, you know, I, I kept having this yearning to come back to emergency management. And I knew that FEMA had an office in Oakland, so I kept applying. And one day they opened up the doors and said, you're welcome, come on in. Mm-hmm. And then from there, uh, I did a year, about from 2017 to, uh, to 18, I worked in region uh, out of Region 9. Okay. Uh, but the thing about that was I wanted to get a little bit more into local government as far as emergency management was concerned. I had been there and done that with federal service. I had 12 years on paper. Uh, but I, I became a citizen one morning i woke up and i'm like huh it's like 7 years i've been living in california yeah. i'm in, i'm a citizen
0: you are now you know? you're a californian i'm a
1: Cal- i'm a californian mm-hmm. or i would say jersey californian <laughs> you know kind of thing but i started thinking about that and yeah. what started coming across for me was you know we live in a very volatile state it's volatile it is. you have you know uh, earthquakes and mudslides and, and flooding. Oh my, you know, fires, you know, the whole, the whole, the whole thing is Emergency just incredible. Emergency services
0: is the yeah, entire spectrum.
1: Pretty much. Mm-hmm. And so in order to understand the state that I was living in, I decided, well, maybe I should become part of that, that movement of the state, you know, to understand the state, you have to be in the state kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So I applied for Cal OAS, And here you are. And here I am. Who knew?
0: Who knew? And who knew that you could go from an arts and sciences kind of background coming in to maybe do a little voiceover work, to all of a sudden now being the deputy regional administrator for <laughs> the coastal region of California. I
1: remember Miss Traversero calling me, and I said, "Are you sure that are you? That's a mighty big title. Are you sure that was me? You know, kind of thing." But um, it's been it's been very interesting. It's ninety seven days today. Wow. Well, uh, yeah. I'm. I, I don't know. I'm. I'm an odd little ducky. I mean, I'm one of these people. I kind of fall into situations, and I learn from them. I never aspired to be an emergency manager, but I became one. I was a veteran applying for benefits, and I wound up servicing veterans applying for benefits. So it, I believe I'm universally driven. If that makes any sense, it
0: does make sense. I mean, when you're you're helping somebody,
1: yeah, I'm a you, servant leader. So
0: you are. It sounds like it's in your blood, whether you initially knew it or not. Right. You're there you're helping veterans you're helping people who need it some of them in crises yes and now you're you're instead of just helping veterans you're helping the population as a whole as
1: a whole you know and and california is unique because from I, I i'm fortunate enough to be in the coastal region so we service from del Norte. To Monterey. My section is the is South Ops, so it's Monterey to Alameda. Hmm. So I always call it, we're, like, we're the money shot. That's what, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> it it's is so beautiful. It just, it's beautiful, you know, but there's a peripheral of things that happen when you're dealing with, you know, large industries. Um, you know, people with wealth and things of that nature. And, and it's, it's just a very different type of animal. So, so tell me, yeah. what
0: what have you had to do so far that uh, you think sort of defines what your job is? What what have you uh, been assigned to do? Or what has Jody, your boss, said, I need you to go do this? And you just went, whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: I'm very good at building relationships. You know, if I don't have anything else, I have a great soft skill.
0: It's That's important. It, you know, for-
1: and so I've been oh. able to kind of just kind of go out and just integrate myself with my team because I'm, I'm about my team. You know, I integrate myself with my team and we go out and we do little exercises or go out to trainings or I get to meet people. But the biggest thing for me has been to have them kind of navigate what they do every day with the objectives of, of Cal OES.
0: Okay, but you just don't come in and, and know that. You have to learn that too. Yeah. Yeah. How has that learning curve been for it's, you so far? Well,
1: initially, it was just me. There's two of us now. There's okay. two deputies. But it, initially, it was just me. And I was coming from a recovery place. I'm now in response. Mm-hmm. So I had to learn how to take off my recovery hat and and introduce myself to what response means and what does it mean to Cal OES when they say response as opposed to first responders or as opposed to how FEMA would look at response right. and things of that nature. So that's been, it's been tricky, you know, because I come in with the broom and the tissues, you know, and I say, oh, that's right. I'm I'm response now. Mm-hmm. I'm not recovery. So she, she's been very good about just kind of letting me navigate. She guides from behind because I requested that. Hmm. I, I can't learn if you're doing it all for me, and I have to fall down and make some mistakes, you know, in order to understand the entire picture, to understand what her objectives are, to understand what they, what uh, Cal, OES, you know, Cal Oes wants from Jody, and hmm. what Jody wants from me. So it's it's just been that navigation of, okay, how do I take her objectives, translate them to my team, and to be able to get a good product at the end.
0: So how did your experience then at FEMA, how long were you at FEMA?
1: Uh, For Region 9 a year with uh, Region 1 about two years. Okay,
0: so how did that relatively limited uh, experience with FEMA, uh, how did that cross over or assist you in understanding what Cal OES does? We'll continue with Nehru Harper in just a moment. On the way.
1: Recovery is everybody's responsibility and I'm very transparent. So I'll hug you and love you up And while I'm taking your application, we start having that chat about, hey, if you live here, you have a responsibility. You know hurricanes are coming in. You have to have a responsibility to take care of yourself.
0: It's a message that can save lives or at least lessen the effects of a disaster. But not everyone likes to hear that, especially those who believe government can and should bear the full responsibility and called her out personally and publicly.
1: And he was serious, you know. Nehru's not there for the people. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right now? Yeah. You know, I-
0: Back to our conversation with Cal OES Coastal Region Deputy Administrator Nehru Harper.
1: The thing is, I've been acquainted with Cal OES since I've been in California with my time with FEMA because we've been engaged in disaster. So I was your human services group supervisor for all of your fires, as well as some of the uh, events that were happening in the South Pacific for the last year and a half. Okay. You know, so running around. By myself, you know, walking into an EOC and they're going, hey, guess what, Tag, you're it. You're the human services (laughs) person, you know, and just learning from there what that entailed, who were the players, the stakeholders. um, How do you engage when people are in crises? Mm -hmm. How do do you talk to Health and Human Services and the VOAD and all these people when folks are in crises? You know, so, yeah, it's it's been interesting, to say the least.
0: Talking about those people who are in crises, um, you obviously have that innate ability to connect with people and to uh, be able to assist them in ways that maybe they don't realize even that they need help with. Um, Having that ability then has obviously been a big benefit to you, especially in the position that you're in now, because you have to be able to know people introduce yourselves yeah. and and remember those people and and because it is it's about relationships before the disaster hits. Yeah. How has that been able to help you then on any one of these wildfires that you uh, worked with Cal OES on when you were with FEMA?
1: When I was with FEMA, um, I was fortunate enough to be placed in disaster centers, um, DRCs, disaster recovery centers, um, and to be able to engage with survivors. Mm. You know, um, well, I remember being in Florida in the hurricanes and going to a DRC and I would bring candy tissues and hugs oh, kind of thing, yeah. you know, and and just to let them know that, listen, you're not alone. Right, but on the flip side of this, recovery is everybody's responsibility, and I'm very transparent. So I'll hug you and love you up, and while I'm taking your application, we start having that chat about, mm-hmm. hey, you know, if you live here, whether you can get out of here or whether you choose to be here, you have a responsibility. You know, hurricanes are coming in; you gotta, you have to have a responsibility to take care of yourself too. Yeah, you know, it's the same thing with living here. I moved to California. I knew the risk, right? So I had to learn about my insurance. I had to learn about where do I go uh, if something happens in my home? Where will my partner be? We had to start having that dialogue because it's real easy for me to tell someone what they should be doing or suggest what they should be doing. And I don't have a go kit in my car. You know what I mean? So I had to start looking at those things as well. So to be able to be transparent and just say, listen, it Everybody catches a turn and the earth is changing, you know, and without getting philosophical or spiritual all right. and all that stuff, yeah. because that's, there's a time and place for it. Yeah. Just saying, hey, the net, you know, we know it's coming, you know, and I'm sorry you lost everything. I'm sorry. I really am. But I tell you what, let's get ahead of the game next time. And how? What happens if FEMA is not here? Mm. What happens if Cal OES is not here? How are we going to take care of ourselves? There's
0: no guarantee that the government, regardless of where you live, exactly. can handle every every one of your needs.
1: And it's not their job. It's
0: not. It's not. It's really not. And I think, you know, a lot of people who are in very desperate situations expect that the government will come and make everything better. Yes. The government does what it can yes. when it can but it can't meet everyone's needs all of the time. It can't do it.
1: I remember being out in American Samoa, particularly, and um, there was a gentleman working for, um, he was working for legal aid. And his whole thing, and he would, it would always be directed at me. You know, and his whole thing was, Nehru's not there for the people. You know, she's not there for the people. You know, and I said, are, are you freaking kidding me? Like, yes, I'm here for the people. That's why I'm here.
0: Yeah.
1: But it's also my job to enlighten you on how you can be there for yourself yeah. that's my job.
0: I'm surprised you weren't offended by that in some I way. I was, but yeah. you know
1: what? I have to I have to learn how to come from a place of uh logic as opposed to emotion. I'm quite reactionary. I am you know with what I, you, mean? Man, so I'm, I am too. you I'm I'm growing up in that area, right? So I have to learn how to say like don't take that personal, you know. Mm-hmm. It, it wasn't directed at me personally, right. you know, and also But they able,
0: they start using your name. They do.
1: They do. Least, I mean, and he was serious. You know, A.R.U. Yeah. Rue's not there for the people. I'm like, are you freaking kidding me right <laughs> yeah, now? Yeah. You know, I said, did you know that there's a fire in California and my house might be in, in, in direct alignment? Right. So, yeah, I'm here for the people.
0: Yeah. Yeah, well, you got to send them straight, and hopefully they they see the error of their statement. Uh, there, you know,
1: and, we're all human, and, and everybody know. gets a turn. And I hope that I'm not that person pointing my finger at Sean one day, going, "Sean is not there for the yeah, people." Yeah. You know, yeah. So
0: it's tough. It's yeah. tough, and I don't under I, I don't know how police and fire or any of those God other first em. responders do it. God
1: bless them. I'm they serious. Do it. They do it daily. Yeah, you know?
0: every day, and yeah. that's why they drink.
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's, yeah.
0: Not just drink, but they do whatever it takes to make themselves feel better after a very. Stressful, it's hard. It very is hard. just
1: living life sometimes can be hard. As I was sharing with you, I'm no secret. Mm. April seventh was 19 years clean and sober. I get 19. it. Oh, I get congratulations, it. Congratulations, man. Thank you. That's fantastic. And I'll, I'll share that with anybody because yeah. I know it can be devastating sometimes.
0: Yeah, it's tough. And, and wow. you know, we we are human, and human beings are. A biological creation that you know we're all different, man, and we don't always have control over everything that no, we do. No, and every
1: day's not always a good day. No,
0: you know that's for sure. Yeah. So when you came to um, Cal Calloway's, uh, what was your biggest sort of apprehension? What What were you most nervous about?
1: Not being able to fulfill the shoes of that title. Really? You know, okay. first of all, I had to get it. I had to get my head wrapped around it, mm-hmm. right? But then it. it, it once I started saying, hey, you know what, that's just a title. Just be you, Nehru, and ask questions and be willing to learn and let your team lead you and teach you the culture of the state because I don't know anything about the state. I've been a federal baby since I could walk, you know what I mean? So I, I don't know, and I had to be okay with stepping back and saying I don't know. I had to be okay with being in the sh- I like being in the shadows. It's okay. And I always leap from behind. How are they going to grow? If I'm always out in front, right? Yeah. So I just kind of fall back. I tell them, let me know when I'm wrong. If the direction is not clear, give me guidance. You know, I my job, and I shared this with Jody, my job is to keep Jody at bay so that I can lead my team, so that when she reports up, she's reporting direct information. You know, and clear and concise information, and I'm the buffer for my team, Mm -hmm. that's how I operate.
0: See, I think that's great advice, whether someone realizes it's an advice or not. There are a lot of people who have a lot of stress and nervousness and anxiety over a new position, they're being promoted or they take a new job somewhere and they realize, oh my God, the level of responsibility that rests on my shoulders how am I going to handle that?
1: Yep. And I think
0: that's that's a great way to to sort of indirectly tell people how to handle it. or that's at least one way, and that is exactly what you said.
1: I tell my team, I have a, I have a lead. He's a lead. He's a lead for a reason, mm. right? Mm-hmm. I rely on him. I don't put too much on him that he can't bear, but I always leave the door open so he can tell me that's a little bit too much, neighbor. You know, or he can tell me, give it to me in small chunks so that I can execute what you're asking for.
0: Tell me about one incident. Is there any one particular incident that has really challenged you?
1: Well, you know, the changing of priority. Right, I I call I call headquarters Rome. That's my that's my nickname, and I say, you know, you give unto Caesar what belongs to Caesar, right? And we're away from the eyes of Rome. So when you get an edict from up on high that says they need something from you, and you're in the midst of either training or your people are scattered because they're they're new and they're trying to get their operational areas in check or introduce themselves to their OAs, and you need requirements from them, and they're all in training, it gets a little crazy. And the question becomes, what's my priority? Mm. And I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh-huh. So we're trying to figure it out together. Yeah. Uh, we've had moments of angst, you know, uh, baby tantrums. No, nobody knows what's <laughs> going on right now. You know what I mean? Yeah. But the bottom line is, I try to share with them all the time. We'll get through it together, you know. And if you're not part of the solution, you're part of the problem. So don't be part of the problem. Help me build this team.
0: And that works for someone who's not only starting in a lower position, but in a leadership position. Right. Right. I mean, everybody has to work with everybody else. That's so, right. so why not, like you say, like our director, Mark, yeah. has a saying one team, one fight. Right. And that is something that works at every level. Yes. We're all team members, yes. we're all in this. Uh, world together. And when you were com-
1: when we were walking to the studio, we were, I was saying that I, I, I adore Jodi. She's a prefler of information. And I had to learn how to be okay with saying sometimes too much information is not good for Nehru because I can't process it all at oh, one time. Yeah, yeah, I can't, yeah. you know? And so in order for me to take her objectives and disseminate them upon- amongst my team, I need to get it in piecemeal so I could give it to them directly and concisely. Right. And then we can, we can execute the deliverables as she sees fit.
0: Yeah, yeah. Have you ever faced a sort of life and death situation, whether it's at FEMA, Cal OES, or in your personal life? Something that, that you learned from that would be beneficial to someone who may be listening?
1: A life or death situation? Yeah.
0: I mean, and maybe that's a little strong, but some, some people have been faced with those life or death situations. I
1: tell you what, I had an epiphany.
0: More on the way with Nehru Harper, you may know already how difficult it can be when helping people after a disaster. So what do you do when you doubt your own abilities? Nehru had an epiphany.
1: You can't save everyone, but you can you can support them in ways that surprise even yourself.
0: Let's continue our conversation.
1: I'll tell you that. I'll tell you what and my epiphany was I had to do a flyover when I was with FEMA over Journey's End, Napa, Sonoma. You know, um, I didn't get to fly over paradise, but to see this devast- that kind of devastation in a moment you have a home in the next moment you have nothing was, was extremely enlightening for me. I, I had worked on disasters where, like I said, in recovery, you come in after the fact. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But to be able to fly over and see that kind of devastation and, and try to mentally put myself in those shoes and ask myself, what would I have done? in a situation like that? Like how, how, do you, how do you get over something like that? You know yeah. what I mean? Some people have the means and other people they didn't and lives were lost, you know? Um, the epiphany for me is I had to learn not to be so reactionary because there are gonna be moments when politics will ensue or the event becomes political and I have to remember that I, I'm here for the people I represent Cal OES, yes, indeed, but I'm also a citizen of California, and I have to be able to balance that both, you know, balance both of those um, and not get so lost in a survivor's moment that I forget about that I represent the state and not get so lost in the state's moment that I forget that I represent a survivor as well. So those are the things that I'm learning how to balance and and, and trying to grow up in those areas. You know, I... Uh, um, I used to be, you know, I you know, I was young and, and I was all about the fight back in the day, but you have to learn how to pick and choose your battle. So i I watched Jody very carefully and I I, my, I always tease her and say, You handle the politics and I'll handle the rest kind of thing.
0: That's
1: a you know, great and, way to that, approach. that's a that's a very good relationship <laughs> that we have. Yeah. You know, because I'm not good at it and I know what my strengths are. But, you know, a life and death kind of moment was I can't save everybody. Uh-huh that yeah. mentally that that's where i was at you you can't save everyone but you can you can support them in ways that surprise even yourself
0: yeah and and then the more you do that the more the more you build your capability
1: right and right. then
0: you you know that looking back to your first 90 days let's say five years from now, all of a sudden you're like, wow, I've come a long way.
1: You know, and and for me, you know, I don't know how long response and recovery will be in my preview. I have no idea. Mm -hmm. I don't know where this journey will take me, but I'm glad that I'm here and whatever I can do, I will do. And whatever I can learn, I will learn. And whatever I can share, I will share.
0: Perfect. And you know, maybe next time you'll be able to host this podcast. You
1: never know. Hey, I told you my first degree was in television <laughs> I know. and film. So, yeah. yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, who knows? I've got vacation next week if you're not doing anything.
1: <laughs> hey, teach me and I'll do it. You know?
0: <laughs> perfect. Perfect. Well, you've got the right personality for it. I can well, tell you, you, you can uh, carry a conversation and have some fun with it. And that's so important. I think in government, we, a lot of times, uh, we're a little nervous about being honest with our conversation. Yeah. Eh, for good reason, because yeah. it can come back can and bite you. Nasty, <laughs> it can it <laughs> get nasty. Absolutely, it can get a little busy. That's yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah, And in our line of work, we don't want to take anything too lightly, but we also don't want to take everything so seriously. And, no. And this podcast, no. I think, is about that. It's about listen. We're going to have a conversation. We're going to talk, and maybe you've got some stories that you can tell that someone else can learn from, and and vice versa. Maybe. Yeah.
1: You know. You know and and for those that are listening, you know, go to go to a cert program. Learn how to be of service. You know, if you have people in your life that are non-emergency people, encourage them to learn about the state that we live in and what goes on here and bring ideas to us. You know, how, how can we do things better for you? How can we service you better? Exactly. It's a we thing. It's not a me thing, you know. So, yeah, we do this together. We'll survive together.
0: Yes, indeed. And uh, by the way, if you are listening and we would be doing this uh, for you. Because if nobody was listening, we wouldn't be doing we'll this, right? we just be having a conversation, we'll Sean, a which conversation. Is cool. We'll turn off yeah. the mics right it's now. It's all good. All right. Bye-bye. You know. uh, we want to make sure that, you know, like she said, if you have ideas, send them our way. And that can go from anything from how to prevent wildfires to what I should talk about on this podcast.
1: Exactly. Or anything. what kind of stuff you should have in your go kit for, for your cat, your dog, your grandma, whoever. We
0: can't forget about those. Yeah. Yeah. So... With your position, you have yet to be faced in your current position as a deputy regional administrator. You have not been uh, on the front lines necessarily of a wildfire. No. Or uh, an earthquake. The last no. one we had was Napa. I, was I am very impact.
1: interested in earthquakes and tsunamis yeah. ever since I was a kid. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How do you think you're going to react in the next time that you're faced with that kind of? Pressure, long hours, a lot of work, a lot I of come driving. From FEMA.
1: Are you kidding me? Yeah. Long hours. Oh, you got it easy that's now, what I, right? That's what I did. Yeah. absolutely. This is. Yeah, you're right. I shouldn't say it on over the air, but yeah, it's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy right now. But uh, I tell you, I, not to sound. Are you ready? Not to sound disrespectful, yeah. but I'm getting ready personally. Yes, I'm, I'm getting much more ready than I was before, yeah. but. These are the things I live for.
0: Yeah. We're all kind of adrenaline junkies, aren't we? Yeah. That's what keeps us going. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because then you're in the heat of the battle, you know what I mean? And Mm -hmm. and it's battle rhythm. And I kind of amp up. I know. And yeah. again, if emergency managers are listening then they get me. Civilians are listening, they probably think it's something wrong, but <laughs> you, I know. Up, you know, I amp up and it, that's yeah. that's when you're fully of service. That's when it's real, you know. I'll
0: tell you every firefighter I've talked to all say they're adrenaline junkies. It's what fuels them. It. Yeah. You know, they, it fuels them. That's what keeps them going when they're having to work twelve hour shifts constantly fighting fires, wildfires, which are really difficult. They're crazy. Yeah.
1: And they jump.
0: Yes. You know? Yeah, it's that adrenaline that keeps you going, not to mention the 7,000-calorie lunches that they bring along with them.
1: I'm trying to get my sexy back. I'm just (laughs) really trying to lose weight. It's ridiculous. The deployments (laughs) will ruin you. They will. I swear, yeah.
0: Especially if it's a wildfire because they do. They provide you with these lunches that are literally like 8,000 calories. I know,
1: I know. But things like mitigation and preparedness, I live for that kind of stuff because you have to teach people how to fish. Yeah. You can't expect them the fish, especially in the heat of something, people lose all sight of logic mm. when things are going on in the heat of the moment. It's harder you know?
0: to it's harder to communicate. Uh, it's been proven when you're under <laughs> immense stress, your ability to comprehend goes down, your attention de- to detail goes down. Um, everything uh, is challenged.
1: Right. My most profound moment in the hurricanes in Florida was having this gentleman comes, he sat, he, it was his turn for me to fill out his application. And for about 10 minutes, all he did was cry. Oh. Right? Wow. So I gave him a hug and I said, take as much time as you need. And what he said to me was, I will never forget that sound. Mm. And that's all he kept saying, that sound, the hurricane mm-hmm. sound. I've never heard anything like that in my life. Mm. You know, and my mind was just going all over the place about, that moment for him. What was that like for him? You know. So I'm all about the preparedness and the readiness and, and understanding. You know, we walk around with headphones on and, and on our phones, and we're so oblivious. And we have things that could fall from the sky, fires that could take place. We need to be more cognizant of what's happening around us. You know? I mean
0: for sure. Is there any one particular item that you have in your go bag? Because I know you have one.
1: <laughs> it's a half a go bag. <laughs> <laughs> half a go bag.
0: Well, now's your time while yeah. it's quiet yes. to, to build. Get it that, done. Yep, to, yes. to get it done. I've got to do the same thing because you know, things expire. You know, yeah. the, the certain things in there that you need to replace. So, if there's any one particular thing that someone might be surprised that you put in your go bag.
1: I had an AM/FM radio, which yeah. I hadn't had in years. AM, AM/FM battery operated yeah. radio, and I got it while I was in Hawaii, okay. uh, waiting on that hurt, waiting on that storm to come through okay. when I was working with FEMA, sure. and I was like. I totally forgot about that. Like, yeah, Yeah. you would need it, you know? Well,
0: we have our phones now. There's really no AM, FM radio necessarily, except for maybe your Yeah, but if towers
1: go down, what do you have? What
0: do you have? You have nothing. Exactly. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, and some of these these radios, um, are, <laughs> you don't even need batteries, you huh. crank them. You get the ones that exactly. are designed for emergencies, yeah, you yeah. crank them and that'll give you 10 minutes or whatever it is You know, power
1: MREs, or, I thought those things would never be in my life again, you know, but yes. Yes, they are. Yes, they will definitely take care of a need if you, you know.
0: You were uh on, on a naval ship way back in the day. Ship, back yep. in the 80s, you and me both. Yeah. Way back in way back in the <laughs> 80s. Hey. <laughs> hey, you remember back when Thank we used for to your have service. a rock, We used to stoke the fire <laughs> <laughs> no. The
1: smoking lamp was always it lit. It was
0: always lit. Yeah. yeah. Uh <laughs> or else the ship would go boom. <laughs> uh what <laughs> Oh, my Lord. I can't hang out with you, Sean. Oh, my (laughs) God. Was there anything that you learned on on board that ship that you've carried through to your life and, and to your job now? So, Nehru Harper, our new Cal OES Deputy Administrator for Coastal Region, is an adrenaline junkie, like most of us in the disaster response business. So, office work is often a tedious challenge.
1: I'm not a house cat. I know that I have to do house cat things, but I'm not a house cat. You find a balance.
0: How do you find that balance? What if you're not an extrovert like Nehru? Well, she has some thoughts on that. Back to the conversation.
1: What did I learn? I was 19. And what I what I learned was Marines are very dangerous when they're on your ship because when, when they run through, you have to lean up against the bulkhead oh, really? so they wouldn't knock you down. Oh, but okay. what I learned on that ship was it. I learned about Unified Command. Mm. Yes, yes. I learned about... Uh, ICS was very young in my mind. I didn't put those buttons together at right, that time. But yeah. Unified Command and, and ICS and uh, NIMS and SIMS, very prevalent. Now that I reflect upon it, yes. it was all there. It was, it was like my introduction to emergency management. That's
0: exactly the you way know, I look at yeah. it. I didn't know anything about NIMS uh-huh. back then. But one thing you do learn is you, you have to operate as an efficient team. yes. On board a ship, you're it.
1: Yes. And I learned that um, red Kool-Aid cleaned the capsons of yes! my ship. That I'm, I'm dating myself right now, but Aqua Velvet cleaned the, wind, the glass oh, windows. Oh, it did.
0: Oh, yeah. 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 So, so getting back to that red Kool-Aid, you're talking about bug juice. Man. Bug juice. Yes, sir. Bug juice. Good stuff. Yes, sir. I think and that... I was
1: one of the first women on my ship. I'm proud of that. Yeah. I was one of the first women. One yes, of the first women. Aboard my ship. Yep. United States Emerys Land AS thirty nine,
0: oh, auxiliary ship
1: thirty nine. Yep.
0: yes, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, I've had a pretty interesting life, Sean.
0: Doesn't that make life <laughs> worth living though? Right? Yeah,
1: it's yeah. been pretty interesting to say the least. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. I, I'm I'm grateful to be here. You know, they, yeah. I've I've had moments in my life where I was, you know, I had to wonder why yeah. I was still standing and other people were not. Oh. Now I don't ask that question anymore. Oh. I just go, okay, so what are we doing next? Is that something you can talk about? well you know when you when you're using you know what I oh, mean okay. you know you're, right. you're using in your life and and, yeah. and you don't see purpose in your life and things like that you have yeah. moments when they, there are those moments Uh uh, if the drugs don't get you, the lifestyle will mm-hmm. kind of thing.
0: And you were saying that because of that and the fact that you are here, you are you are obviously open about that yes, uh, for good reason. And that is so that if anybody may be listening or anybody that you may come into contact with in Need life, some help, yes. I'm here for
1: you. You need yeah. a ride? You want to go to treatment? What do you want to do? If you just, you just want someone talk, to talk to. That's right. Yeah. And, and your, your, your anonymity is my anonymity. I talk yeah. about me. Yeah. I don't speak about anybody else's you know, presence in the rooms of recovery. That's not Mm -hmm. my job. But I talk about me because you never know who you're going to be of service to. And I've been of service since the moment I came out of the womb. So that's what I do.
0: So let me ask you this. You come into contact or, you you know, whether it was with FEMA or now with Cal OES, you Mm -hmm. come into contact with a wide range of demographics. Yes. Have any of those folks that you have been dealing with on any of these disasters Wanted to talk to you or have you noticed that maybe they needed to talk to someone
1: and you've I'll give you a prime example. Okay. It wasn't even with CalOA. It was with the Veterans Benefits Administration. Mm, Okay. So um, it was a Thursday afternoon. I'll never forget. And I was helping out the- the actual center, There's a, there was a center in the regional office where vets could come in and, and get their stuff done with um, um, another supervisor or um, a social worker of sorts with the Veterans Benefits Administration. And they asked, they were short, short-handed, they asked the people to come down, so I said, okay, I wasn't doing anything, I'll, I'll come down and help out. And this gentleman came in, and I could just notice the symptoms, and he said, they stopped giving me my benefits. And I said, well, why, you know? And he says, I don't know. You know, I I don't know why they they stopped giving me my benefits. And I said, are you sure? Because I'll tell you what I see. You know what I mean? Mm. I said, if you need some help, let me know. And it was a pregnant pause, and there was a moment of indignance. You're like, you don't know what you're talking about. And I said, Oh, brother, but I do. Mm-hmm. I do know what I'm talking about, and I know what I'm seeing. And they anyway, probably stopped your benefits because you weren't using your money accordingly. Ah, uh, yeah. So yeah, you know that kind of thing. And and after a few minutes, we just started having that dialogue. You know, and I said, If you need me to take you to a meeting, if you need me to get somebody to take you to a meeting, if you need treatment, whatever you need the VA hospital has treatment. Mm. We understand the addiction. We get it. You know what I mean? And I'll help you out.
0: You know what I see, Nehru? I see someone who uh, has a very large toolbox, someone who um, knows how to use a lot of those tools. And there may be a couple of slots in that that toolbox that maybe is waiting to be filled, but you've got other portions of that toolbox filled with things that maybe others don't have. And I, and I see that as such a benefit to someone in your position, because what's so important in the job that you're now doing as deputy regional administrator is that people skills is the, the ability to communicate with people. And uh, so many people, uh, regardless of their profession, uh, don't have those people skills. And quite honestly, I fear that as we get more and more into the technology yes, world, yes. that those skills are, are going to continually diminish. Yeah,
1: yeah. And, and you know, without human contact, human conversation, without transparency and just being honest with each other, you know, we're, yeah. we won't move forward. As a collective, you know it, it's the same adage about racism and all that other stuff. It's like have the dialogue. Let's get honest about the dialogue. Period. Yeah. Regardless to how you may feel about it, just let's have a conversation. Yes.
0: Yeah. You won't sure.
1: know me until you talk to me.
0: So, what would you tell other uh, folks who you know may be listening about how to communicate well? Uh, what what is it? What do you find so uh, natural that others may not that makes it easier for you to communicate well with people? What would you say? You
1: know, I don't, I do not know. I remember my pop telling me, he says, You were talking from the moment you were born. I don't know what that's about. He would always (laughs) say that, you know, and I've just always been able to communicate with Mm -hmm, people, mm -hmm. I've always been visual. And I've always been transparent. And I don't know why.
0: What if I'm an introvert? What if I'm an introvert? I want to do the job, but I'm also comfortable being left alone or I'm also comfortable not leaving my office. What would you tell someone like that who maybe comes to you and says, how can I do what you do?
1: Let's go on a road trip. Let me let me show the beauty of what we're doing, I mean, we have an amazing state, visually stunning. there there are moments I have never been to Del Norton in my life there or, or Eureka, and there were moments when I was just in awe. Mm. You know what I mean? I'm a big fan of the Redwood Trees kind of thing. So I would tell that person, let's go on a road trip. Let's go meet some of your people. Mm. you know, let's let's just have a conversation, and we can balance out those days that you want to be in the office. That's fine, yeah. But we're not in a – I you know, I tell Jody I said i'm I'm not a house cat, yeah, you know yeah. I know that I have to do house cat things, but I'm not a house cat, you yeah, know yeah, so for sure you know it's it's it, you find a balance.
0: Are there any websites that you like to use that you'd recommend others check out for you know uh, things that you may utilize in your day-to day job that maybe others might not have thought about?
1: I utilize leadership websites. Mm. I, re- I read here and there. Um, I would say I'm more interested now in like NIMS and SIMS mm. and things like that mm. so I can get a better understanding. I started looking at websites about firemen and, and first responders and um, CERT programs and just how I can as a, as a citizen – Better myself, you yeah. know what I mean, because it's it's real easy to walk around and go. Yes, I'm with Cal OES and I'm the deputy regional administrator, but I don't have a go kit kind of thing, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, you know, just just trying to um, tighten up my skills as a citizen. You,
0: you said know? you listen to podcasts too. I do. What, what are some of your favorite? I listen
1: to NPR. Okay. Um, I'm also, um, I like a lot of music, so yeah. I'll listen to podcasts that have, because I have PTSD, I'll listen mm. to classical music oh, and things nice. like that, just to kind of get me centered, you know. Um, yep. But yeah, I don't listen to a lot of talk radio because I get distracted a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I shouldn't say that on the air, but it's true.
0: Well, there are two podcasts I'd recommend. One of them is called All Hazards. Okay. It's put on by Cal OES. Right it's the on. one you're on right now. Okay. It's a great podcast. Yes, I, I got heard to tell Sean
1: you. is an amazing guy. <laughs>
0: Uh, but we have a wide range of guests. If you go back you your episode number sixty-one, by wow. the way.
1: Wow! I was born in nineteen sixty-one. Look at that! Wow! See, <sighs> I just the, gave it up. Yep. There
0: is something to be said for that.
1: <laughs> it's
0: it, it, the planets have come into alignment.
1: You heard it. You heard it
0: here. <laughs> so uh, anyway, go back and check out, just you know, scroll through and look we'll at some do. of the guests we've had. Absolutely. Uh, we've had such a wide range of guests that um, I, I think it's really cool um, because they all have their own experiences and their own stories to tell. Yeah. And yeah. it's really cool. The other one um, is uh, a podcast, since you like music, is called uh, Sharky's Treehouse. Okay. That's my other
1: podcast. That's your podcast. Got it. I love right. the plug. I love that. Okay. And it's, if you're looking for a voiceover
0: artist. That's right. You know, yeah. Go to BoydMedia.com. Uh, anyway, no, I'm kidding. Podcasts are a great way, if you're if you're on the road a lot, which yeah. if you haven't discovered yet, you will be uh, in your position. Yes. Podcasts are a great way to not only fill the time and take your mind off the miles. Right. Uh, it's a great way to learn and be entertained.
1: That's very true. And I'm a strange little bird because I like to drive. <laughs> you know, I, lo- I love, let's go. Well, That's you my get, whole thing.
0: You have a great region to drive yes, through. Yes, yes,
1: I do. It's like, let's go, road yeah. trip.
0: Are there any final thoughts that you want to um, get across yet at this point?
1: Yeah, just remember that, you know, we're all in this together, you know, Um People have titles and and people work for emergency management agencies and firehouses and things of that nature. But the bottom line is, when it's all said and done, we're all citizens of California. We're citizens of this planet. You know, the more we know about each other... The more we can better help each other. If you're next, if you're a county and you're next door to a county, ask how you can be of service to that county. If you're a city and you're next door to a city that doesn't have as much as you have, ask how you can be of service. Because you never know when you somebody's going to be knocking on your door, or you're going to have to knock on someone else's door. You know, it's it's about each one teach one. You know, and and we are a village. I don't care what people say. Mm-hmm. We're a village, and we're a village on an island that's quite busy. So, yes, yes. <laughs> get your go bag and get ready, you know, because you just never know. But we're, we're just, we're one team and we're one fight and that's just mm-hmm. not for Cal OES. That's just the truth of the matter, you know?
0: Yeah, we're all Californians and we're all Americans. That's right. All right. Nehru Harper, she is the Cal OES, Coastal Regional Deputy Regional Administrator. Just call me
1: Rue. It's all good. I like that. Rue from
0: now on, I will. Rue, yep. All right. Thanks for being here. It was a pleasure. If you'd like more information about Nehru Harper and about this podcast, we have podcast notes at our homepage, oesnews.com. Navigate there, then click on the podcast tab. Again, my sincere thanks to Nehru Harper for sitting down with me and Talking so openly and honestly about her career, her professional and personal challenges, and some of her own philosophy and wisdom. And thanks to you for listening. We'd love it if you'd subscribe to All Hazards at the iTunes Store, Google Play, and just about everywhere fine podcasts are served. And if you have any questions, comments, or ideas on a topic or a guest, shoot me an email to questions at caloes.ca.gov. For everyone here at Cal OES, I'm Sean Boyd. Take care and be safe.
1: You've been listening to the Cal OES All Hazards Podcast. Don't forget to check out our podcast page where you can find past episodes along with show notes and links. And give us a social shout out. Tell others about us on Twitter and Facebook. And let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you.